What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing this Wednesday? I hope everything is going well on your side of the galaxy. I just found out something new has happened out here on the Outer Rim. We are now one month away from May the 4th, aka Star Wars Day 2022. And Disney is kicking it off with an official shirt for the event. These shirts are print on demand, so they are customizable by color, size, and style. They have t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, and hoodies. You can order any of these over at Shop Disney. And I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm just getting me some, so I thought I would let y'all know about it. Oh, one other thing. Come and check me out over on Lightsaber Radio every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. and Saturday morning at 11 a.m. These are Eastern Standard Times. I promise you one thing, you won't find a more outrageous and hilarious show on the web. We hold nothing back, everything goes. So this is not a kid Star Wars show. If your kids are around, you might want to watch it with some earphones on, because we get pretty outrageous. Okay, okay, let's get to the show. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. What well you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and be ready to blow. When Xana returned to the mansion after meeting with Argle 10, she was mildly surprised to find Seth there waiting for her. She had half expected him not to show up. The mission she had sent him on had been important, but it had also been a test of his commitment. If he was having second thoughts about becoming her apprentice, Sending him away would have given him the perfect opportunity to try to disappear. The fact that he had come back was a sign that maybe he was a suitable choice after all. She was relieved to see that things seemed to be improving with Set, because her meeting with Argle 10 had not gone well. At first, he had refused to discuss his business with Bane, claiming discretion was the cornerstone of his business. Xana had done her best to persuade him to make an exception through non-violent means. She knew Argyll had access to rare Sith manuscripts, and she didn't want to throw away a potentially valuable resource. However, much to her dismay, he'd shown a surprising integrity when it came to protecting his client's confidentiality. In the end, she'd had to turn to less pleasant methods to make him talk. Of course, by resorting to brutal interrogation, she had revealed herself as something more than just an interested collector. And after that, she couldn't leave him alive. The risk of Argyll telling someone about her was too great. The information might make it back to the Jedi and cause them to investigate. Above all else, it was critical that the Sith remained hidden, so Xana was left with no choice but to eliminate Argyll. The real tragedy was that she never did manage to get anything more than a single name out of him. Darth Andedu. Argyll hadn't known why Bane was interested in this particular Sith Lord, and without more to go on, Xana was stuck. Welcome back, Master, Set said by way of greeting. You'll be happy to hear that I've learned everything one could possibly ever want to know about a miserable little pit of a world like Doan. Too bad I didn't send you to find out about Darth Undedu, she muttered, letting her frustrations boil up to the surface. Did you say Undedu? Set asked, obviously startled. The immortal god king of Praketh? Xana's jaw nearly hit the floor. You've heard of him? Ah, so now I have something to teach you, Set said with a grin, recovering from his initial surprise. Does that make me the master? Xana was in no mood for his jokes. Tell me what you know about Undedu. To his credit, Set picked up on her tone and took on a more serious demeanor. 
My last few years with the Jedi were spent serving under an Ithorian master named Oba. He explained, I've heard of him. He's on the Council of First Knowledge. Ever since their battle against the Jedi on Tython, Bane had insisted they both know the name and reputation of every master in the Order. Set raised one eyebrow. Impressive. Consider that your first lesson. Know your enemy as well as you know yourself. Noted. May I continue? Xana nodded. While under Master Oba's insufferable tutelage, much of my time was spent researching the histories of the ancient Sith. The hammer-headed old fool had this grand idea he could best serve the light by making a catalog of every known Sith holocron, then sending out his agents to round them up and bring them back to the Jedi Temple for safekeeping. In my research, I happened on several references to a man named Darth Andedu. The Jedi had worked hard to remove all mention of him from the galactic record, but as a member of the Order, I had access to the original confiscated materials. Get to the point, Xana warned him. Of course. Andedu ruled over the world of Prakith as a god. At least he did until the hyperlanes into the deep core collapsed, effectively cutting the planet off from the rest of the galaxy. There was, however, some evidence to support the theory that Andedu created a holocron during his reign. Master Oba believed it was still on Prakith, though he felt a journey into the deep core to retrieve it was too dangerous. To be honest, I kind of agreed with him. What's so special about Andedu's holocron? Xana demanded. You nearly swallowed your tongue when I mentioned his name. If the legends are to be believed, Andedu's holocron contains the secret of eternal life. Xana cursed under her breath as all the pieces tumbled into place. Somehow, Bane must have learned of Andedu's holocron and gone to Prakith to claim it. He was trying to become immortal. That's why he had sent her off to Doan, so she wouldn't find out what he was up to. Despite everything he had taught her about the Rule of Two, he wasn't willing to accept the idea that his apprentice would one day surpass him. He actually thought that if he could find a way to stop the ravages of time and age, he could rule the Sith forever. This is a betrayal of everything you taught me, she thought. You said you were teaching me all your secrets. You said the legacy of the Sith would one day be mine to carry on. You lied to me. Do you think it's possible your master actually went to Prakith and found Andedu's holocron? Set asked, making no effort to conceal the naked hunger in his voice. Bane's journeyed into the deep core before, she admitted, remembering his trip to Tython. So, you finally decided to tell me your master's name. Xana uttered another silent swear. She had meant to keep that information to herself as long as Bane was alive. But the realization of what he had done, of how he had betrayed the Rule of Two, had her rattled. I still don't understand how this ties in with Doan, Set wondered aloud. That was one piece of the puzzle Xana hadn't figured out yet either, though she had a feeling it was all connected somehow. Whoever attacked him must have come for the Holocron, she guessed. Whoever took Bane would have taken the artifact as well. So you think it's on Doan? It was obvious Set was more interested in claiming the Holocron than in finding and dealing with Bane. But Xana had no idea who or what she would face when she went back to the mining world. And she suspected she'd need all the help she could get. 
You may not have been willing to risk a trip into the deep core to claim Andedu's holocron, but are you willing to travel back to Doan one more time? Set Grayster with another of his extravagant bows. Lead the way, master. Well, okay, not really any action in this part, but there was a hint of destruction, like the part where Xana eliminates the Collector. She wishes it didn't have to go down like that, but she had to do it after she used torture and he found out that she was a Sith. She can't have anyone telling their secrets, but the really messed up part was she only got one name out of him, but that name carried weight. Darth Andetto, a name she had never heard before, but it must have been important in order for Bane to have left the planet. Now the crazy part was when she said it out loud, Set dang near swallowed his tongue. This is when Xana wanted to know everything Set knew. Of course, Set has to be a smart aleck while telling her, stretching it out for a long period of time. This is when Xana starts to lose her cool, and Set gets right to the point. Once she had found out about the holocron and Bane trying to become immortal, she was madder than a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Bane had lied to her, and he had turned his back on the ruler too. He was not fit to rule the Sith. She must take him down, but she knows she is going to need some help. And from the sound of Seth's voice, he wanted to get his hands on that holocron. So she combined the two to get Seth excited about going to Dome. And that's where this part came to an end. Join us tomorrow for more of Darth Bane, Dynasty of Evil. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.